perfect. Amen. I'm glad we had that today, but there's a lot to do if you're going to walk into God's blessings. And that's what I'm going to be sharing tonight, how to walk into God's blessings. Thank you, musicians. Father, we just want to thank you for your word tonight. Speak to our hearts and give us a willing heart. Uh, We want to be obedient to your word. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to let you know this. It's so clear. A lot of Christians don't understand these principles from the Word of God. God has called us not only to worship Him. A lot of Christians worship God. They go to church on Sunday and they worship God. But God did not call you to worship Him alone. In addition to worship, is service. You will never really know God. God will not reveal himself to you. And God will not pour out upon your life if you just focus on worshiping him alone. There is also service. You won't receive all of these blessings we're talking about if all you do is worship God alone. You have to serve him as well. Part of worship is service. You coming in here tonight is service to God. But if you really want God to pour out upon your life, if you will know God face to face, you have to serve him. You just don't worship him alone. That's the mistake people are doing. They go to church every Sunday morning. They worship God. They raise up their hands. They pray. They cry. But they don't serve God. You must worship and serve. God doesn't want you to be a baby Christian for so long. He wants you to get off from being a baby and you must serve. Find a place of service. Otherwise, God will not reveal himself to you. God only reveals himself to his servants. Hello. (laughs) When you serve him, you call yourself a servant of God. He calls you his friend. That's the way it works. He said, I no longer call you servants. Do you remember that word from Jesus? I call you Friends, because a man does not reveal what he's doing to his servants. He only reveals that to his friends. But you can't be a friend of God by just worshiping him. You have to worship and serve him. And through service, following him and serving him, everyone who will serve me, let him follow, come and follow. As you serve him, He goes, you graduate from being a servant, you become his friend, and then he reveals himself to you. And he pours out upon you. We have to serve him. You remember the the temptation? All Satan wanted from Jesus was to bow down and worship him. You know that. He said, bow down and worship me. Now, you will say, well, if I reply to that, I'll say, no, we only worship God. But Jesus didn't stop there. I'd like you to read the scriptures with me. Now, in Matthew chapter 4, verse 10, it says, Jesus 
said to him, that's to Satan, away with you, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God, and what? And him only shall you serve. Not just worship alone. You worship and then you serve. Worship leads to service. You can't just stop with worshiping alone. Find a place of service so that God will reveal himself to you. Service is so important. Notice what Jesus said in Matthew 6 verse 24. He says, no one can serve two masters. He's not talking about worshiping two masters. He's talking about what? Service. No man can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one. Not worship loyalty, you know. You understand what I'm talking In service. Loyalty in service. Doing what the master wants you to do consistently, faithfully. No question. Trying to please your master. Even when you don't understand, you're still loyal. Amen. You'll be loyal to one. And if you're not serving him, you're not being loyal. To the one and despise the other, it says you cannot serve God and money. We've talked about serving God and money. Nobody worships money, so to speak, but you just serve Him. And in serving, you're really worshiping money. You see, they go together. But Christians like to stop only with worship. And it feels good. It was a great service. And what came out of that? It should be service. The disciples followed Jesus all for three years. Were they worshiping him everywhere they went? No, they were serving. Following him and serving with him. And he was revealing the Father to them. You have to serve God. That's what God wants you to do. Both worship and service. You again, I repeat, you go, you'll never really know God until you start serving. Do you know what the meaning of the word service is? Paul calls himself, I am a bond slave, meaning I am a bond servant. I serve God. To serve means to attend to. You're taking time to make sure you meet the needs of this particular person. To attend to. To assist. This, the, you, when you serve somebody, they could go get, them, get whatever by themselves, but it will take away some time from them, right? So you serve by assisting them so that they get whatever they want to get done, done. Right? That's service. And when you serve them and you please them, what do they do? They pay you and give you promotion. Amen. In the natural world. When they are pleased with your service, 
and what you are bringing to help them accomplish what, what you are bringing into whatever they're doing to help them accomplish what they want to accomplish. They pay you for that. And Jesus said, the laborer is worthy of his. It's your service. Your service is so important. You got to find a place of service. Find something to do in God's house. Get involved. Your life will change. I guarantee you, just sitting in church every Sunday morning is not good enough. Find something to do. You know, in George, I've said it over and over here. I didn't know what I was doing, but I wanted to do something. So go out and pick up the kids and teach them about Jesus. I'm helping the master to accomplish his will. He says, I don't want anyone to perish. It's not God's will for anyone to perish. That's why he came, to save the lost. There's a lot involved in saving the lost. Find something to do to assist the master in saving the lost. Serve him. Not just worship him. It's very important. And if you worship him, your worship will end up in service. That's what we do. We need to worship the Lord, our God. The reason God freed you from the power of sin is not for you to go around, for me to go around telling everybody how holy I have become. Or how righteous. And like the way we tell them, you need to change and come like, become like us, otherwise you're going to hell, you know. <laughs> Repent or perish. That's not the purpose. The reason why God got you saved And I'm going to show you from scriptures, the real main reason is for you to serve him. Amen. And many Christians have stayed and remained as babies, crying out to God for blessings of God in heaven upon their lives. But they refuse to worship him, I mean serve him. They won't do it. It's good to come to church, you're faithful and all of that, but find a place of service. Now we're talking about planting a church in Calvert. And again, this Saturday, <laughs> some kind of announcement, by Friday we're going to have a container back there. We're very close to moving over. By Saturday we will have a container there, and I'm pleading with the men and the women if you want to come. We're going to be cleaning out uh, the uh, storage Whatever we don't need, we need to clean them, re- rearrange the place. We need some stuff back in there. And I'm going to be here on, Sunday, on Saturday, uh, for, and those who can be here, trying to get those things done. Well, to be very frank with you, all my Christian life, I, I don't need anybody to pay me or do anything. I love to do it. I enjoy it. It's done for my father. I don't even think about just pleasing the father. It's something to do in the house of God, and I'm there. I got to do it. Don't care what people think about it. I'm telling you, when God sees that in you, He finds you faithful, He's going to put you in charge of things in His kingdom. Not just the earthly thing. Yeah, He gives you everything. But to be, to me today, for me to be in the place where God has put me from the years that I, few years I got saved, I consider it an awesome responsibility. I told my daughter, this is bigger than being a president. He serves a nation. I serve him, the king of kings. He called me to do this job. I'm glad. It's a mighty 
privilege on earth. How many people, think about it, has God chosen to do his work? I feel very blessed. And I thank him constantly for it. I, I, I just, just did. I thank God, God, what did you see? Amen. To give me this awesome responsibility and, 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 and to do work with Jesus, this great master. So help me to do it well. Help me to lead your people of right. I don't want to make any mistake. Please help me do your job perfectly. I enjoy that. But I give him thanks all the time. I don't understand it. He spoke to me and said, from your family, I picked you. Amen. Uh, but you see, he's still looking at every one of us. He's looking for, for somebody to do something for him. We are all called. When you are saved, the purpose God separated you to himself is for service. He will lead you to that place of service if you continue in his path. And he knows your heart is ready for service. And he's going to bless you. I guarantee you, he'll bless you here on earth. He'll start slowly. And when it's over, after you've gone, your work is still here. Going. It's more than money. The peace that comes with this. It's a lot more than money. It's a lot more than being rich. Everything that God gives to you. And you can be gone. You hear about Smith Wigglesworth. You know, people still talking about him. Fifty years from now, they're still talking about a man who's died long time ago. Whereas people can remember the names of some presidents. That's a real blessing. You see, he separated us to serve him. You know, you look at Luke chapter 1, verse 74 and 75. Zechariah, father of John the Baptist, was prophesying over his son. After God gave him the, his uh, tongue back so he could speak, he started speaking. These were words that he had spoken all for maybe nine months. He had said nothing. And he needed to say something. And the Holy Ghost was upon him, and he was speaking straight from the throne of heaven. And this is, these are some of the things he said. To grant us that we, that you and I, being delivered from the hands of our, of our enemies, might what? Serve him. Why were we delivered? To serve him. We were delivered by God to serve. Not just to worship God. God needs people. Service is part of worship. And worship is part of service. They go together. But you can't just stay with just lifting your hands every Sunday morning. Maybe on Wednesday nights for some people. And stay there. You will never really get to know God. He can't do real business with you. Find just a little thing to start doing for the house of God. There have been people long ago, they, they just find something, maybe to arrange the chairs in the house of God, and they're happy to do that. And one day they go in there and God's speaking. Even before they do anything, He starts speaking to them. And when He starts speaking, He's been observing over time. And now it's time for promotion. It's so very important. He saved us, He separated us for, for service. We need to serve Him. 
He says to serve him without fear. In holiness, so that's our worship to God, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our lives. But his service first, and in holiness, right? Holiness and righteousness. You do your service in holiness and the righteousness which is given to us when we accept him. You become righteous, but after you become righteous, what is he expecting for you to do? To serve him. In other words, help him to meet his needs. Amen. And his needs is just simple. He says he's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. There are people out there. You never, again, you never really know him face to face until you're serving him. He reveals himself to those who are serving. You can read through all the scriptures. While you're serving, he constantly speaks to them, gives them direction. Spoke to David, uh, uh, Moses, to David, all of these people. When you serve. So service is a very important thing. And there's a lot of blessings that go with blessing, uh, with uh, service to God. You know, another scripture you can read in Exodus, in chapter 4, verse 23. There was only one thing God was asking Pharaoh to do for him. Amen. And Pharaoh kept refusing. Let my people go, that what? That they might worship me? No. They were already worshiping. Hmm? Back there. They were not worshiping idols with the Egyptians, right? He says, let my people go, that what? That they might serve me. And he kept repeating that. If you don't let my people go to serve me, I'll kill your first son. Every one of them. I really need this service. And if you stop them from serving me, I'll kill your children, all of them, your firstborn. I need them to serve me. You know, when we are in trouble and things are really rough, what do we, we begin with God? What do we say? God, if you do this for me, I will <laughs> just do this for me. I will serve you. I'm sure the, the, the Jews were going through uh, a, a lot of trouble in Egypt and all of their troubles, and they kept crying to God, God, if you, if you deliver us from the hands of, of Pharaoh, we will, we will serve you. And God says, I've heard their voice, and I've come down. And so he says to Pharaoh, let my people go, because they are saying they will serve me. Amen? They serve me. Service is very important. The fire of God will come into you once you start serving Him. Something will, things will begin to change. If you just come on Sunday morning and sit down, there's nothing to do that you're doing out of joy, not for anybody, just for your God, you never really know Him. You never really know His peace and joy. But once you give yourself to Him for His service, He'll take you from glory to glory. And he begins to reveal things to you. You know, sometimes I think about people like, you know, jo uh, Joyce Meyer. All she was, wanted to do was teach Bible study. You remember that? She gives, she, didn't, she had no idea that she's going to be known all over the world. She had this desire, she was going to teach people and serve people for God, right? And God took that woman in a little place now, 
She's all over the world. Service. Did she worship God before that? Oh, yeah, she did. Is she perfect? No. But she was determined to serve God. I know she won't like me saying that, but she's not perfect. We know no one is perfect, right? But she served him faithfully. And when you serve God, he'll promote you. When you serve your employer, guess what? You get promoted. Go and just be praising him all the time and don't do yourself. He'll fire you. <laughs> Why don't we just get a lesson from what's happening here with us in the natural? Huh? If you don't do your job, you keep saying you are a real great employer. And he says, I know I am, but you're not doing your job. <laughs> We're going to fire you one day. While he's firing, you tell him, you're a great employer. I say, I know, but you're not going to work for us because you're a poor employee. You're getting out of here. We got to serve him with all of our hearts. You can read in Exodus chapter 7, verse 16, God is still saying, let my people go. Exodus chapter 8, verse 1. Exodus chapter 9, verse 1. All he was saying to Pharaoh, let my people go that they may serve me. You know, there's something about serving God. It's not pleasing uh, to people. They'll criticize you for it. Even going to church constantly. What's wrong with you? Don't you have some time? Can't you take some time for yourself? What's wrong with that? If you don't go to church this Sunday, you mean God will put you in hell? Have you heard that? You can have some time for yourself. You can say, no, I don't want to do that. I'm going to church. I enjoy being church, being in church. I enjoy doing things, the things of God. You know, very soon we'll be needing people to work, you know, in the parking lot, you know, doing all kinds of things. Sometimes you have to beg people. Why should people, we should joy to do it. It's really a privilege to do that. If I were not pastor, I'll be out there. I don't care. It's no big deal. I'll do that. I move things. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's for my God. Amen. If you don't like it, that's your problem. It's for my God. You understand? And it's serious business. I want, his, I want him to look good uh, for the new one that's coming in. You understand? I'm, I'm trying to help him to reach this one. So I want to do everything I can do to make it pleasant for this person that he's trying to reach. I'm assisting him, serving him, to reach that person. I'll do what it takes. Smile if I want to, if I really have to smile. Even if I don't feel like smiling, if it will help them. (laughs) Amen. You do what it takes. And really, when you're really hurting, but you have to serve God and you're doing it in pain, he's going to deliver you from that thing really quick. He's going to deliver you. Because that's the sacrifice. You understand what I'm saying? That's the sacrifice in your service. He's going to really work at that time. Because you are, you are hurting and you're still serving. Amen. So people, what's happened is it's a lot of compromise. When it comes to service, people give excuses and they, they seem to give legitimate excuses why they cannot do that and, and why they can, I, I don't want to take it too far and all of that stuff. It's not new. That's what the devil wants. He wants you to compromise on your service. And you serve God with everything that you got. Your money, your time, everything. 
is required. Your hands, your feet, everything. Yourself. But Satan likes compromise. He wants you to, don't go, don't take this thing too far. Amen. He says, calm down. Kind of. You know, in Exodus chapter 8, while Moses was telling Pharaoh, let my people go, this is what Pharaoh said. He says, Pharaoh called for Moses and Aaron and said, go sacrifice to your God in the land. Make some sacrifice. That service you are talking about, do it right here. Do the, make the sacrifice right here. Don't go anywhere. Do it right here. In other words, stay the same. Do the same thing that you're doing. And just do a little bit of uh, something different. But do it right here. Don't, don't, don't go too far. Satan likes to do that. Moses said, no, we're not going to do that. We can't sacrifice to our God. We can't serve God right here and bring the sacrifices that you call abomination. It's not right before our God. He said it to him. It's not right for us to do that. We need to get out, separate from the world, amen, before we can do service. We got to get out from you. We can't do it in your midst. We got to get out before we can serve our God. And then Pharaoh changed his mind. He wanted some of that thing. Let's, let's negotiate a little bit. He says in verse eight, uh, 28, I will let you go that you may sacrifice to the Lord your God in the wilderness. Only you shall not go very far away. Intercede for me. I don't want you to take this thing too far. I mean, you're neglecting this, you're neglecting that for the service of God. You hear people say that? You're neglecting that, you're neglecting yourself, and all of that kind of stuff. But I'm telling you, if you focus on serving God, He'll make you look good. He'll cover for you. You know, very frank with you, really very frank with you. When I was in college the first time I came, I was living in the dorm, and I have a lot of students you know, you got to know how to put your rooms. One room here, the other room back, you know, in the dorms. And uh, I decided I was going to share with them about Christ. You know what Satan tell, told me? He said, I didn't know it was Satan then, but this thought going through my head. You don't want to talk to them about God too much because then they'll start watching you. And when you make mistakes, then they will, you know, curse God. So, who keep it to yourself. Don't go very far away. Keep it to yourself. You're still a Christian. You don't have to tell all of them. If you do, they'll start watching you. I changed my mind. I said, okay, since you have spoken this to me, I will let all of them know and let them keep watching me. Amen. It's easier when I make a mistake, I just go tell them, I shouldn't have done that. Say, it doesn't matter. I said, yes, it matters. They think of me even better. Amen. I didn't care. But then, as I shared with them, sharing in the dorm, I remember John, Larry, and Terry, three guys. And they got saved. In the middle of the night, they were just talking away in the dorm. You know, it was weekend, and they just were screaming, just yelling. They, they were just so happy, and I was saying, I need to sleep. What's wrong with this? 
Americans, excuse me. <laughs> What's wrong with them? I was new to the country. What's wrong with this fellow? So they were in the bathroom just talking away, yelling and screaming. I thought, oh, God, what is this? This is trouble. So I went to the bathroom, you know, common bathroom. As soon as I showed up, they said, good luck. And the three of them started talking to me about the same time. They were so excited. They had been saved. Amen. John was the big fellow, you know, a football player kind of guy. Kind of looked like Pastor Al. If you don't look for your troubles, you know, something like that. A big guy. He said, you know, good luck. He said, it seemed like something was happening here in this dorm. It seemed like every time I get my six pack and I get, you know, over and I come up the stairs and I come up, you know, to walk, you always show up from your room. And I'll hide my six pack there in my bag. <laughs> every time I see you. Well, it happened that way. I was scared of you. I said, really? You're scared of this little African who is real skinny? I couldn't beat uh, John. He was such a big guy. But they got saved. He's so excited. And then they joined me. We, got, we had a little army. In, in, well, we were taking everybody on in the dorm. <laughs> it was not just me alone. But John and Larry, they drove one guy who was a witch. He packed his stuff and left school. Because John, Larry, they won't let him rest. They wanted this which saved. When you serve God, he does great work. Amen? You know, it's, it's such a joy for me, you know. I shared with you about sharing the gospel. The other day, Angela and I, we went for Papa's burial. And I shared with you how this young man, I, I, can, I couldn't even remember. I prayed with him years back. Now is uh, an associate pastor. And when he heard I was coming to town, he had to see me. He was a young man then, now he's a grown man. You can't, you can't buy that with money. You understand what I'm saying? And that's my real joy. Who knows how many lives he's touching. We need to serve him. We need to serve him. He set us free so that we can serve him. We must go very far away. Even if we are criticized, we still want to go. Persecuted, you, I tell you, when you get off and you're really doing stuff, that's what you really, when you really know what persecution is. Because they'll call you names. Holy, holy, whatever they want to call it. <laughs> Bad names. In the and then they make slight comments around you just to let you know they don't like you. The reason is because you are making them feel bad about the way they're living. And they know what's going to be the outcome. And you're making it really hard for them to do what they like to do by speaking the word. Amen? You know, in Exodus chapter 10, Pharaoh was saying this. He says, Go serve the Lord, only let your flocks and your herds be kept back. In other words, serve God. Just worship Him, but don't give Him your money. <laughs> Go and worship God. Go and praise Him. But when it comes to tithe and offering, hold that back. Don't do that. Leave all this good stuff here and go to the wilderness and, and worship God. It says, 
let your little ones also go with you. I'm going to let everybody go. Just don't take your money along with you to leave them back. But Moses said, you must also give us sacrifices and burnt offerings that we may sacrifice to the Lord our God. It says, uh, our livestock also shall go with us. Not a hoof shall be left behind, for we must take some of them to serve the Lord our God. What is he going to do? Take out of what they have to serve God. Giving is also a part of your service to God. Amen. So we take part of that and we serve God. You see, service will lead to greatness. Jesus said, you know, in, um, in Matthew chapter 20, and I'm about to close, he says, You know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord it over them, and those who are great exercise authority over them, yet it shall not be so among you. But whoever desires to become great among you shall be what? Shall be your servant. The ones that will become great in the eyes of God among us, those that are serving him you see when you serve god you don't see him here he doesn't need anything he doesn't need a burger something to eat he doesn't need anything when you do it in the house of god and to god's people to make his his gospel beautiful for those that are unsaved that's your service to him when you can in your own heart at home decide i'm going really fast I've got to make sure that things are looking good. Uh, uh, Pastor Andy won't have time to do this. I've I seen this thing. It doesn't look good. I've got to fix it. You don't tell anybody, but you're doing it for your God. He notices you're serving him. Christians don't do that. They just come and they, they, they complain because of maybe the flower doesn't look good. You can't be serving God and be thinking of flowers that don't look good. That's not your business. You don't care about that. Now you care because you want it good, but not, in com- not to complain and criticize the people doing it, but you want to make it beautiful. And if it bothers you, get something better, take the trash out, and put something better there for them. If you call it trash. But then if you complain and don't do anything about it, you're just a complainer. You're not helping us. You're not helping us. Because, see, Pastor Andy and I, we're blind compared when it comes to stuff. We don't see this stuff. <laughs> I speak for myself. I won't speak for him. But those things, that's, that's not even in my thinking. But if you think about it, guess what? God is asking you to do something about it. So don't complain. Do something about it and serve him. And then you receive the blessing. You do it in secret. He rewards you openly. That's what it is. Amen? So we serve him doing this thing for our God. Service, actually what Jesus says here, is a clear indication of humility. You understand? You serve in humility. Especially when there is not complaint in your heart. You're doing it for God. That's the way that you humble yourself. Jesus said, I came not to be served, Better serve. Come unto me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Learn from me, 
I am meek and lowly, very humble at heart. I came to serve. And one, you call, you call me Lord and Master, I am that, he said. But I'm going to wash your feet. I'll serve you. I'll serve you. And then I'm doing this as an example for you. So you know to serve one another. That's how we serve God. Serve the house of God. Service is what leads to greatness. When you serve God, that's what's going to make you great in the Lord when you serve Him. If you focus on serving God, He will bless you. I believe it's in Job chapter 22 or chapter 36. He says, if you will serve him, if you will serve him. Do we have that? I think he's, uh, if I can recall correctly. But he says, if you serve him, you will pile up gold as dust. If you serve God. If you will serve him with all of your heart, God will make that happen for you. Service is what leads to greatness. Because as you serve God, you are really showing yourself to be humble before God. And humility is what leads to promotion. The Bible is very clear. Humble yourself before the mighty hand of God and he will promote you. That's what God does when we serve him. Amen? So tonight, focus on serving God. You can keep calling for God's blessings upon your life. But as you come to the house of God, I'm going to say this again. You will not know who God is. He will not reveal himself to you until you've gone past just worshiping God. And you want to serve him in humility. And serving God is serving his work. And serving God's people. I want you to think about Joshua. He was Moses' what? Servant. He brought water to Moses. Served him. When Moses left, they had 70 people that God has already put his spirit on. 70 people that were serving with Moses. And Joshua was not one of those people. He was just a servant. You, I will pick one of the best of the 70 if I have to do that. No. God picked the servant. You see, Joshua wasn't concerned about him being overlooked and these other 70 picked. But when, he, when Moses left, he was the head over those 70. He took Moses' um, place. Elisha served Elijah. And when Elijah left, he took his place. The disciples walked with Jesus. Jesus was serving them, but really, they thought they were serving Jesus. He left. They took his place. It's your, job, it's your, it's your time. 
to do that, just that. Somebody's going to leave, take my place. Today in the church, we call it ammo bearers. Somebody to stay close to the pastor. If you do that with all of your heart, you may think you're just serving a man. He doesn't think it that way. The Bible tells us in Hebrews, here men, modern men, receive tithe. But over there, you give it to the pastor or to the church, he takes it, he's offering it to his father over there. Jesus, he does that. So you serve men, he receives it as a sweet smelling savor unto the father and pours out his blessings upon your life, your family, even to the 10th generation after you're gone. That's how faithful our God is. How many really tonight? I mean, don't do stuff because you heard something. You really want God to give you a servant heart. You go. You want to serve. You hear? Why don't you stand up? I want you here. Stand up with me. Come up here with me tonight. Is he just coming out? As I'm thinking. I want you to come up here with me. We We are going as a church into a new place. A new phase that God is calling us to. Amen? None of us know exactly what he's going to be doing. Some of us standing here tonight, God is going to take, and the rest of us will be watching and see what God's doing in this man's life. It's going to happen. God's going to do that. But you have to, from the heart, let God know, I'm going to serve you. Even if I get nothing back, which is impossible, is really impossible. Because Jesus said, everyone who's left houses, lands, brothers, sisters, mothers, every one of these, you get a hundredfold of those things. That's why I kept talking about houses. <laughs> and then, after this life, you have eternal life. He promotes those who will live all and follow him, serving God. Amen? I'm grateful to God that we're all here tonight. But make a commitment. In other words, make a covenant with your God. I tell God, you know, I really don't have the strength to do these things. Amen? But you got the strength. You have it. Could you please help me and keep, make sure my heart is in the right place? So that I can keep doing what pleases you, I do that. And I'm just, I'm not talking to you just to be some, no, I know, I know good luck, amen? I got to talk to God, I need his help. And, and I talk to him sincerely, and I believe he hears me. And so, when he's doing it, I know he's the one doing it. And I'm not into false humility. He's God that's doing it. I want you to speak to him from your heart tonight. Speak to him from your heart tonight. You may not say anything loud, but make a covenant with God. When you give God a promise, he enters into a covenant with you. And as you step out to keep your own end of the covenant, he takes over and carries you through. So till that thing is fulfilled. Let's close our eyes before God and, and speak to him from your heart. And, and we know God is leading us to a new phase. And let him know that you're willing. Whatever 
it takes. Open my eyes, O oh God, so that I can see the needs in the church and in the people, in the community. Give me inspired ideas. Whether it's something I can do in the church or something that I can do outside the church to assist the ministry of the church, God, give that to me. I want to serve you. I want to serve. I just want to serve. I want to be pleasing to you. That's what we cry out to God tonight. He says, bless your people, O God. Show them great favor. Because your people, they've, they now have showed great favor to the dust. <laughs> to your dust. That's the house of God. The people of God. Father, we present ourselves to you tonight. And we know that you gathered here with us according to your word. Because you cannot lie. You said, where two or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. Lord, you've heard every word that's been spoken tonight. And Lord, you've heard every word that was spoken to you from our heart as we enter into covenant with you. And Lord, you are the greater one in this covenant. And we are depending on you to carry us through. We are willing. We ask that you help us to be willing. We will be obedient. We know we will know greatness if we follow you wholeheartedly because you are the great one. Thank you, Father. Lord, minister to your people, even in their sleep. Give them visions of heaven. Lord, give them inspired ideas in Jesus' name. In every area of life, as your word says, whatever you set your hand to do, you said you will bless according to your word. And I will thank you, Father, for your grace, your multiplied grace upon our lives. Bless those that are standing before you tonight as they enter into covenant with you. Increase and multiply your grace upon their lives. Also multiply your peace. Multiply your wisdom. Multiply your understanding upon our lives as we stand before you today, our God, our Savior, our Redeemer, our King. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. We dismiss every one of us. Thank you. God bless.